Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell you where you can find us at the end. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our inspired diet along with our help and support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops, and we've had regains, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your back to your way back to those smaller clothes in your closet. We have specific tools for you. We'll help you set goals, create food lists, and we even have meals for you to eat. We have our own products, so we go beyond just ideas to help you in real time with real tools. Our support is made up of people who are just like me, and collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose, regain, and learn to change their habits so the weight stays off for good, and I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. Ooh, so things in 2020 are not working out for people the way that they thought it would go on New Year's Eve when they were setting all those resolutions. So I think it's important for us to go back together in a little bit of a series in the next couple episodes to talk about getting back on track. Everything we've pre- presented so far in our previous episodes is helpful to anybody listening, but a lot of people still struggle with it, and that's because it's kind of a lot to manage and a lot to think about. A lot of it just comes down to mindset and attitude. So in episode 13, if you remember way back, we talked about ways to reset and mentally refocused. We talked about how facing the music about where we are isn't an exercise in self-judgment or hatred. It's something that's actually necessary to understand what you've done so that you cannot repeat that and, and you'll actually move forward with knowledge that will make you stronger next time. We also have a lot of tips to help you focus on ways to stay on track while being mindful of your overall goal and your attitude. But today I want to dive deeper into attitude specifically. You see, one of the most common things we see people struggling with is that they talk about being unable to stay focused. They can't get motivated. They know what they want and they know they need to do it, but they just can't seem to make it click. We also see people who get on track and do really, really well, but then fall off and can't stay on that track. And that's okay. That's actually really common. If you've been listening all along, you know that we've got a ton of tips to help redirect yourself in those situations on our previous episodes. But what's going in our, on in our minds is what I want to actually talk about today. So backing up a bit, ask yourself if you're feeling stuck with your weight loss progress or if you're facing a regain right now. I know a lot of people are. If you're just ready to lose more weight after a long time of not losing weight, but you just can't seem to get it. Are you saying these things to yourself, that you can't stay focused, you can't stay motivated, you can't find motivation? You might be on on track one day, but then the next day is the opposite of being on track. You can't even get started. Why is this so common? It's the way we think. And yeah, I'm guilty of all those thoughts too. I've struggled with weight my whole life, and having weight loss surgery wasn't the end of that struggle for me. My regain and the years during my regain were filled with those exact thoughts. Why couldn't I just get motivated and do it? There's a lot of websites and books out there that are devoted to the concept of visualization to help you realize your goals. But the concept of visualization is a fairly simple one. We've all had this happen. If you think about finding a penny in the street, you're going to find one. Think about something bad happened, boom, something bad happens. When... um. 
it sounds so hokey, but our thoughts really do help to steer our vision and our actions. When we think, we see. You can't change things from action alone. Action matters a lot. But change actually starts with your thoughts. And your thoughts create feelings. Your feelings are what drives the action or the inaction. If you change an action without changing your thoughts or your feelings about that action, you're going to struggle. That's why it's hard to stay focused. You're putting action before thought. And again, this is incredibly common. And I'd say that most post-ops actually approach their weight loss journey this way from day one. Like they pick up the phone and call without thinking about what weight loss surgery actually is or what it will do for them. But the thing is, you're working against your feelings, your very beliefs when you do that. In our first three episodes, we helped to create an action plan. It's really nice to have a plan of action with steps to take. It makes a lot of us happy to have it on paper. It's really important to have goals and a vision and a vision to follow when you're trying to lose weight. But without attaching some emotion and feeling, nothing's going to be smooth about it. And you will struggle to stay focused and motivated like I mentioned above. This is that situation where you're on track for a bit, but you just can't stay focused or motivated. This is also where that quote I hate so much always comes up. The struggle is real. And we've covered that in an episode earlier. But the short version is that the struggle isn't real. It it isn't even mandatory. The struggle is you and your approach. All of these things, a plan, your previous actions, thoughts, your beliefs, help you to better understand where and why your habits and actions are rooted the way that they are. It's where your roadblocks are where you stabilize when you're strong, and where you stumble when things get rough. Understand that the root of our beliefs and our thoughts will actually help us to feel differently about the change that we want. I want to look at this a little bit closer, and I want to get a little bit more personal with some examples. Think about your pre-op journey and how you felt about that diagnosis or even the suspicion that you had high blood pressure or that you were maybe pre-diabetic. Did you feel fear? It's scary to get news that you may not be as healthy as you thought you were. Think about the fear of eating immediately after your surgery, where you thought your own spit would hurt, let alone how how that mushy egg um, that you were supposed to eat the day your plan allowed you to try soft foods would feel. Those fears were really important. You see, they helped to flip a switch in your mind that changed a feeling into action. Instead of being frozen in fear or diving in without any caution at all, you went in with a little bit of reservation. When you learned that your health was at stake as a pre-op, you sat down and honestly took the time to think about what you needed, didn't you? That fear helped you step back and think critically about what you wanted and how you felt about the situation. And you used that fear and those feelings to take action and make some changes. Right after surgery, you were concerned about popping stitches and pain when it came time to eat and drink. So that fear and that worry that you felt turned into an action where you made sure that you ate the right food. You chewed and chewed and chewed. You went slow. You picked the cottage cheese, not the steak, because you wanted to get it right and not cause issues. Your actions were caused by your feelings. Those actions supported your new beliefs, the ones you formed when you recognized that your weight was no longer manageable and that you were risking your health, and it was time to make some changes. So here's my point. Here's the magic about thinking and attitude and feelings. You can change. Now, you can't change from action. You can't say, okay, I'm going to stop craving a Snickers bar every night. I mean, you can say that, and maybe you'll do it for a day or so, but will it last? You'll have to remind yourself of that decree daily until you believe it, won't you? 
And just like our thoughts generate feelings of motivation and inspiration, they also create feelings of dread, of worry, of doubt. How long will you not crave that Snickers bar just because you decided not to crave it? What happens the day you get bad news and give in to the thought, this sucks, I'm stressed out, and I cannot deal with this today? I may as well just eat the Snickers. At least I'll feel better for a couple minutes. What I'm saying here is that your feelings, positive or negative, drive your day-to-day outcome. So while you may be committed to change, you may have planned for a change, you may have visualized a change, you won't actually start to change until you create the change that you want through your actual thoughts. As long as you are driving to change without changing your thinking or attitude, you're going to struggle with that change because your attitude, your feelings, your very beliefs don't line up with what you want to do. You're actually working against what you believe to be, what you believe and what you feel to be the truth. And that's why it's so hard to stay focused, even though you want it so badly, you may be able to taste it. I want to give you another example, one that's rooted in something else we've touched on and specifically people say a lot when they think about getting back on track. And that's the phrase, you just need to get back to the basics. That's a hugely common recommendation from fellow post-ops when someone mentions they're struggling. And honestly, it's not good advice. Um, that's part of why our Facebook group is so different, actually. When you speak up and say something that you're, like you're struggling or you're having a hard time with emotional eating, we're going to give you a solution, something that actually works, not something you kind of already know, like eat less. We have a plan. Not random and vague advice, but that's another story. Back to the topic. It's just real and unrealistic to think that going back to basics will help us get back on track because we simply are not the same physically or mentally as we were when we first had the surgery and use the basics. Once we're healed in a few months or even a year out, not only is our stomach different because we're used to all sorts of foods, our minds are different. Why is that? A lot of us start our weight loss journey with a change in our beliefs. Most of us choose surgery because we're tired of having doctors talk to us gently about the fact that our backs wouldn't hurt if we lost some weight or that our blood pressure medications would work better if we lost weight or simply that our weight contributed to the need for them in the first place. But something happened for most of us where we reached a point where we were just frankly over it. We were actually ready for change. We felt the reality and changed our beliefs that maybe we could lose weight after all. And we started working on a plan to get healthy. We left the hospital after our surgery with a brand new attitude that was somewhat based in fear. We were worried about stretching our pouches or our sleeves. We were scared about eating the wrong food. We were concerned that we would have complications. So those feelings drove our actions. We watched our portion sizes. We took our vitamins. We drank the protein. We ate the foods on the list. We did what we could to get it right. But somewhere along the way, we got kind of comfortable and started losing sight of that thing that propelled us on the weight loss surgery path because, frankly, it wasn't an issue for us anymore. In other words, we got used to things and let go of the fear, and we became complacent. So unless you're off track to the point where you're once again facing the exact same situation you were as a pre-op, or because you literally just had a second weight loss surgery and have a brand new pouch or sleeve, getting back to the basics isn't going to help you. And that's why we spent a lot of time in our previous episodes talking about strategy on how to do this, what to do, what to cook, how to throw a party, what to do about hunger. It's about time that you get to feel differently about where you are right now and what you need to do so that you can get back on track and stay there. So let's start with this. Do you dread any of these? 
do you dread going to the grocery store and not buying the junk food that you've been shredding, that you've been struggling with? Do you go as far as to convince yourself that buying that junk food is for the kids or for your husband, even though you know that you're going to end up sneaking it when you think no one's watching? Do you struggle with going to the gym or going for a walk or run with your friends or even your dog? Do you struggle with any sort of exercise that you did the first time you lost weight? Are you worried and stressed about going to the doctor for your annual, annual checkup? Are you worried about even getting on the scale? Understand that your feelings of dread have actually turned into a system of beliefs that you have about those things. You've associated them with negativity for so long that now they seem like a punishment and that they aren't the normal things that most adult humans do. Those normal weight people you see walking around in the world, they eat right. They go to the doctor to manage medical conditions they have. They monitor their weight. They exercise because they know that their body needs it to step to stay healthy, not because they ate too much food the night before. But that feeling of dread has changed a few simple things into things that are hard. It's a struggle. No one wants to feel uncomfortable, and that's how we feel when we do things that we dread. If you feel that it's uncomfortable, you're not not going to want to do it. And this isn't a concept limited to weight loss. It's how we think with everything. Your feelings, the negative ones around those situations that I just described, are what turns our beliefs into reality. The gym is hard. Healthy food isn't as tasty as these chips and crackers. I'm embarrassed about my weight and don't want to see my doctor. All of that is starting out with a negative mindset and absolutely shaping your experience with those situations. You believe what you feel. You feel negative. You are negative. That's why we can't stay on track. That's why you can't focus on making the right choices more than one day in a row. You want to. But you're so wrapped up in what's uncomfortable about the process to get you there that you've turned yourself off from the whole thing. And somewhere in your mind, you don't think it's worth the effort because it's just too hard. So this is one of those things that's easier said than done. But you have to work starting today on figuring out where your feelings are and how to switch them around a bit. It's not something you can do instantly. It's going to take some time. I want to give you a tip that just being aware of how you feel is going to make a huge difference. The next time you say that you can't get back on track, think deeper. What do you think makes you feel that you don't want to eat the foods on the plan? Why are you compelled to cheat when you know you have a goal in mind? When you say you don't want to go to the gym, why not? What would make you want to go? You want to lose weight. You know that burning calories and eating right will help you. You know that lifting some weights will make you look toned like you say you want. What are you feeling about the gym or getting back on track that's getting in your way? What do you believe is stopping you from taking action? I don't have those answers for you. But I know this much. I know that beating ourselves up over these things about our past, about our now, about our weight or whatever isn't going to help and isn't worth it. And struggling through the work, making yourself do it without trying to think beyond do it, isn't going to be a tactic that helps you build lasting habits and change the things that need to be changed in order to keep the weight off this time. That's why it's a struggle. Like I said, you've attached so much negativity to getting this to getting back on track, you're viewing it as punishment. The situations I've talked about today is why willpower isn't working for you. It's not that you don't have it or that others do have it and you don't. It's just that Those who are able to choose to stay motivated are more likely understanding the roots of their beliefs and their feelings and have a little bit more practice at understanding themselves. You can't battle it yourself. When it's you against you, you are always going to lose. 
when people say that counseling and self-help books and that sort of thing have been helpful for them, that's what they're getting at. They sought after techniques to help them better understand their feelings. They learned how to associate the feelings and emotions they experience when they eat or when they overeat, when they don't want to work out, when they work out, things like that. They took the time to get a little bit of insight to their um, to themselves because they didn't jump out of the operating room knowing how to manage stress eating and they didn't talk themselves out of stress eating and just never do it again. They looked at the situation. They learned what was happening. That learning led to understanding. That understanding led to having a better feeling about what to do the next time they stumbled or had a hard time. And when they did struggle, they took a second to figure out what happened. And they used that information to build a plan for next time. They realized that the thought and emotion they were having was there, and they were kind enough to themselves to get through it, but got to the bottom of it before they knee-jerked into action mode and stopped the behavior, but didn't change the feelings around it. Why we feel the things we feel is a huge part of understanding ourselves. For success, we have to get to not only why we are where we are, we also have to understand why we do the things that we do. That why becomes a thought. And like I said earlier, our thoughts are important for our actions. Over the next few episodes, we're going to talk more about some of the shifts that we need to make in, um, that I've talked about today so that we can help you through this. And in the meantime, I don't want you to backslide or give up on yourself. There's no need for that. And you can absolutely make progress as you go through this. I want you to think about our previous episodes as a sort of Band-Aid solution. They're going to help you build some momentum now and get a handle on your eating, get some control back, and therefore a little bit of self-confidence to help you stay focused on yourself and more importantly on your journey. The changes you see through your efforts while you do the head work will help you stay focused on doing the things that I mentioned today, like getting to the root of why you're reaching for food when you're stressed. Before I wrap up too, I want to applaud you for something, um, just for listening. Taking the time out of your day to devote to your journey is already a commitment and a step in the right direction that you're making in order to do some changes. You're trying to do some of the head work, so don't stop. Keep doing what you need to do to gain that momentum that we talked about. Think about where you are now. Are you happy? Is it time to restart? You've heard a lot of great advice and tips here, so it's time to start getting a hold of your actual feelings, your thoughts, and your mindset. Start today. Start right now. I know you can do whatever you want, and that we're always going to be here for you. So with that, I'm going to close here. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Come join us on Facebook. We'll hold your hand and help you through this. Well, we can also always be found on our website, www.bariatriceating.com. Once you're there, you can do a keyword search for podcasts and find all the podcasts listed with show notes for each one. For this episode, I'll have links to our Inspired Diet Plan. If you're ready to start losing that regain, we've got a way to do it. Start today. I'll also have a link to our Facebook support group. And I want to remind you that we're not just talk. Over the past 20 years, we've helped more post-ops thrive after surgery and keep the weight off. We want to help you too. So come check out our website. There's a ton of information that you need right now. Don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please pass it on to someone you may think would also find it helpful. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.